Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Into the 3 o'clock hour we go. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scraby, Daily Gambit. Coming up in this segment, some uh, bets that Scraby and Chris put together, I believe, Friday. We made a bet for you. Oh, you made a bet for me. And yeah. you won. Yeah. Was yeah, that, we bet the Lakers, Lakers oh, for you yeah. over <laughs> Phoenix. That was an easy one. Yeah, I figured you would take the Lakers there with uh, with you know your deep analysis into that game. Yeah. And, <laughs> but, and, they, uh, and they came out on. They top. came up with a nice win. How they do? I didn't get their score last night. I, they, Portland, they, they win. Wait, they did without LeBron. Win Portland. Yeah. Oh, they, LeBron got a rest. Yes. He needs one already after all the minutes he's played. Clippers haven't won yet with James Harden. Oh, oh boy. You're starting to hear <laughs> the grumblings. 0-4. Oh, and four. Now and the, listen. Not only that, the Sixers are 5-0 and oh they're, since they're, he's left. And the so. vibe has completely changed from what I read. Oh. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's interesting. Um, James they, is getting a lot of noise. You're going to have to. You're going to probably hear the standard. And you know what? Quite frankly, it could be true that you have to be patient. I believe Russell. You got to give him a little time to mix all these guys in. I, I think Russell Westbrook saw this coming because I think he was asked about you know him being the one who kind of okayed the bringing Harden in, knowing yeah. it was going to affect him. He's. I think his exact words is, "It's not going to be pretty early," and so he's it's been not. spot on for that so far. But you know, the other part is that they played. I think three games on the road yeah. to start it. Then they come home, and a lot of teams don't play well in their first home game. Lakers, After that, a long road trip. That Suns win was the Lakers' first road win Lakers of the season. Lakers hadn't won on the road since then. And, and it put them in first place in the NBA Cup standings, Tony. That's Are you right. excited about I, that? I am. Oh, my goodness. I yeah. I am. That was Man. huge. Huge for the Lakers. Still waiting for our first NBA Cup home game. And by us, I mean the Lakers. The Lakers. We're going to have to wait until like a Tuesday or a <laughs> Thursday. No, Tuesday on, or Friday. Or the third Thursday of <laughs> November <laughs> to play. Up. Don't worry, Scraby. The Cup thing will be all done by the middle of December. Then you can move on. The but middle at least it, of December? It's and only the, a month away. And it's giving. look, it's getting people to talk about the NBA when otherwise nobody would. i got to be honest with you. These Sorry, early Scrape. season games don't mean anything to 90% of the fans. And all of a sudden, you know, the NBA Cup, people are like, what is this? What's the floor? Oh, what, yeah, yeah, what does that mean? Oh, it's stupid. But what's going on? Right. 
So you know what? They're getting the desired result, I think, so far. <laughs> Matt on the stream says, NBA Cup banners coming? Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know if it's a banner. but Tony's uh, gonna, I'm going to get Tony a NBA Cup champion T-shirt if the Lakers I'll wear win it. it all. I'll wear it. Yeah. Will you be uh, – will this – never mind. <laughs> what do you think? What I was going to say, is this going to take? take over the top spot for like things to win in the NBA so the finals don't even matter anymore? No. It'll be just the, the, no, that's, that's not the, the design of it. No. That's not the, the design of it. If you if you if you watch, uh, which I know you don't watch <laughs> soccer, right? I mean, I do sometimes the Champions Cup. That nobody's like, oh, we only want to win the Champions Cup, but they do. But, but they only play they like win their league. They play twice a week. The NBA plays sometimes up to four times a week. Well, I mean, this time it's twice a week, right? Well, at least NBA Cup is twice a week. There's other games played. I, I, During I'm the that course non-NBA yes, cup games. NBA I'm cup aware. Game. That's why I'm saying it's But if weird. you're in the cup, if your games are cup week. It's a big game. And, and not only that, you get to play on the cool floor. Come on, man. The Stop floor. With their, you with think the LeBron wakes up and goes, man, it's cup week. I need to get You didn't going. see him sit out Friday night's game, sure did you? Sat out the other one. Sat though. out the other game. All right. The cup. It's all about the I cup. I feel like we're uh, us three, you guys are on the same side like more than usual, and I'm on the other side more than usual. No, this is about right. It's about right. I feel feel like I'm uh, climbing an uphill battle well, right okay, now. Okay, well, let's shift gears okay. and get to the Daily Gambit. All right. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is immortal luck. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Please, everybody, gamble responsibly. So we have some bets to review from Friday, and then we have one story I need to tell everybody about about betting that uh, made this person very, very rich. So before we do that... We need to talk about Colorado State and San Diego State. Colorado State, a a three-and-a-half-point favorite on Saturday night. Chris and I both chose the Aztecs. Colorado State did win this game, but they only won by three. So 22-19, we win, Chris. Give the Aztecs some credit in Brady Hoke's last game officially as coach. I know he's going to finish out the season, but they were down 22-3, to and they were really getting run off the field. Yeah. So they came back, got a field goal, two touchdowns. And uh, they just couldn't get a stop from their defense there at the end, or they might have had a chance. So, you know, this team played hard this year. They did not win any close games. They got blown out in some other games. They looked, they didn't look good. It wasn't a good season. I mean, what else are you going to say? San Diego State basketball team and BYU on Friday night. Uh, both of us chose the Aztecs, and the BYU was a favorite by two and a half points. However, San Diego State lost this one by nine, so we did not win this one. Yeah, no comment. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you know, you it's, should win when your point guard is 37 years old and okay. <laughs> whatever it was the it guy is, was. It is a maturity advantage for sure. <laughs> a little maturity advantage. Was Jimmer Fredette older when he played for BYU? Probably. They Almost all of those guys are. They I all remember when missions come back I two years say, later. I remember being a freshman facing like a 27-year-old <laughs> on the mound. Yeah, right. Like, I've always felt San Diego State ought to have all of its students uh, take a two-year break and go work out at a gym in Mission Beach and then come back and say, 
Yeah, well, that's just our that's just our policy here. Okay, it's just our policy. I feel like there's some veiled shots being taken. Right I think now. there are too. <laughs> the Lakers and the Suns. Even though Tony wasn't here, he was the only one who bet on the Lakers. The, the Suns were two point favorites in this game. You guys know me well. Yeah, yeah. the Lakers won one twenty two one nineteen. Yeah, it was a good game. I was I actually most in Arizona game. when it was happening, so I, I watched most of that game. Yeah, I just too. Good finish by uh, Austin Reeves again. Seemed like he hit all the key shots in the fourth quarter, this guy. And then they finally got to, was it Reddish? They weren't even guarding him over there because he can't shoot. But you know what? LeBron passed it to him twice in a row, and he finally made one. He made a comment. Right at the end. Because yesterday he had another pretty good game, and he Mm -hmm. made the the comment that after he missed the previous wide-open shot, he just was telling LeBron, "My bad, I, you know, I, I got knocked that down." LeBron was like, "I'm gonna keep coming to you, so he came to stay him ready." Yeah, yeah, good you know, for him. You can always say you can say what you want about LeBron. He's always going to make the right play. I agree, and then he'll get criticized for 100%. it. Hundred percent. Oh, he LeBron did. should shoot. Not no, always. No, not when there's some guy standing all alone. He's an NBA player. You should make the shot, and uh, Reddish did, and that's why they won the game. Yep. Move on, Scrape. Sorry. Oh no, no problem. We digress. No problem. I'm trying to kill some time to see if who wins the AL Rookie of the Year, but we all know it's going to be dragged out until 4 p.m. It's going to be him. Gunnar Henderson? Yes, sir. Clippers at Mavs over under There's 200. your favorite guy on TV right now. I don't want to talk about Robinson Brian Jr. Robinson, who had more receiving yards for Chris than he had all season long. Um, <laughs> Clippers and the Mavs over under. It just, well, you know what? That's making me mad. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, it's this, making this, me mad, because Chris. You know what? I beat him by 25 <laughs> points. Or I'm ahead by 25 points. After tonight, I may be ahead by more than that. Brian Robinson scored 27. So if he didn't score any, you still won. I still might have won. So stop complaining about Brian Robinson. It was a team, collective team effort that's by what my that, guys. I'm allowed that's to, what that beating sounded I'm like. I'm allowed right to complain about a guy who hasn't done that all season long doing it against me for Boy, you. Scrape, that did you is have, what Did you have an me. abundance of points on your bench as you do at last two, three, two, three weeks? Yeah, I don't think you did. No. Okay. You had, you, so you actually I actually played. had points on my bench. My guys oh, so all could, showed could up this week. It could have been even worse than for My guys showed up this week. They showed out. As I would say. Well, when you're out of the playoffs, how many losses in, in a row is this right now? Two, just two. two. Okay. Not, not a the beginning deal. of the end for you, Scrape. There it comes. You know, yep. this is why I didn't tra- talk trash all year, so that you guys have to be a little bit no, no, reserved. No, 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 no absolutely not. <laughs> because <laughs> because you're so not. reserved when you're winning and we're losing. <laughs> I am one particular thing, and that's only because it's backfired on you. Yeah, before. that's why. That's why I'm not going to do you're it. You're still going to get this work, buddy. Tony and his like 55 points a week. <laughs> Hey, going eight and two what, or whatever what, it is. What, my record's the same as your record. I buddy. know, and I hate it's it. All that matters. <laughs> all right, Clippers and Mavs over under two hundred thirty six and a half points on Friday night. Chris went under, I went over, and they went way over. It my was one forty four to one twenty six. Does anybody Mavs. guard anybody? Two seventy. I tell you what, that was like a all star game. I think you know, including myself in this, there were a lot of naysayers. I know it's earlier that didn't think Kyrie and Luca could work. They got one of the best records in the league right now, playing yep. some pretty good basketball. And they also took a while to get going because early in their together being together last year, they it didn't were, they go looked, that well. They looked horrible. Yeah, they looked so. like two pieces that would never work. And now an off season, some time together, and boom, they look pretty good. Not bad. Uh, the Sharkies and the Knights over the weekend. Sharkies. The <laughs> Knights were one and a half goal favorites on the puck line. Chris and I both chose Vegas, and we both won because the Knights won five to nothing. And then finally, 
the for the second week in a row, the lowest over under on total score for college football ever was Iowa and Rutgers over under twenty eight points. I took over. What thinking, was it last week? It was low last it, week. No, it was, it was higher by like a point or two. Okay, this week was twenty eight. Uh, Chris went under, so he wins because Iowa won twenty two to nothing. Nice job, Chris. They keep going uh, the lowest point total ever, and they keep going under it. Yeah, which Iowa. is why I bet over. I'm like, they can't <laughs> they have can't a two-week row. And Rutgers doesn't score a point. They didn't score. Uh, real quick, before we get into the rest of our Daily Gambit, we have a Daily Gambit chat edition from Michael. Over under on the number of technical fouls Chris has called as a high school ref. In my oh. the line, yes, the line is set at fifty-five. Oh, 55. Under. I'm saying under. under. Oh, yeah. I'm saying under. That's way under. How many would you say you have called? Twenty. Ooh, that's a lot. About one or two a year. Now, I've been doing it for twelve years, so maybe twenty-five or thirty. But All yeah, right. fifty. What do you say? Fifty-five. 55. I think people get you confused that, with this, Chris, and then the referee, Chris, the one that. You know, is on Screams the show and yells, and, and yeah. then the referee Chris. I don't like to. Uh, He's non-confrontational. Technical technical fouls make things worse a lot of times, and the idea for me on a technical foul is to try to make the situation better. And sometimes it's better to just let it go. I like that though. Keep sending us chat daily gambit chat good, editions. Good thought though. Good thought. All right. So someone yesterday won five point five. Million, I almost said billion. $5.5 million after a bet that they made. It was a same-game parlay, and they put $500,000 down on this bet. It was all for the Texans, too, which is kind of risky, but they had two, they had four legs they needed to complete. Upset the Bengals, which happened. Uh, they had needed over 45.5 total points, which happened. And then they needed Devin Singletary to be a touchdown scorer. Which he hadn't scored a touchdown rushing all season long, or does he have a receiving? He hadn't scored a touchdown all season long up until yesterday, so he did score the touchdown. Devin Singletary needed to rush for over 51 and a half rushing yards. He had only done that once prior. He had 150 rushing yards, so this $500,000 bet cashes for a total of $6 million. Yeah. $6 million. But that just is, think, man, you had to bet. 500,000. I know. Who has that line? I don't know. But, you know, if I put this parlay together, you guys would probably be like, ah, it could happen, couldn't no, happen. No, you know damn well this, we would not say it probably could happen. I mean, this parlay is not too far out of the ordinary. I cannot believe. I know that Devin Singletary did two things he hasn't done all year. <laughs> just, just, but still, over the, 51 and a half yards rushing the, doesn't seem like a your, big deal. Your caveats are hilarious. I know he did something he hadn't done all season long, if but it was over you under, guys would have definitely told me that one's the if one. If it was over under 70 yards rushing, I would have understood why it would be a crazy bet. 51 yards is not that much. Chris, it is against thoughts? the Bengals. I'm surprised he got 150 against yeah, Cincinnati on the, on the ground. No, that's a really great performance by Houston yesterday. Yes, it was. But that person loves Houston and the Texans now because they are yeah, five point no five million dollars richer. Yes, they, they are. are. And he'll lose them. that money on the next three bear four <laughs> ten bets because if he's betting five hundred grand. He'll be betting that money again. Better believe it. Probably true. Yeah. All right, Chris. All right, here we go. Uh, last week's total numbers: Scraby was nine and eight. Chris was eight and nine. Tony was five and eight, so Ooh. none of us were very good last week. Ooh. Let's see if we can do better this week. Jerry Judy for the Denver Broncos tonight, over under 50 and a half receiving oh, man. We yards. Just did this with Devin Singletary. He's a jag, according to Steve Smith. Just, just another, another guy. guy. Just another Jerry guy. Judy, you go first, Tony. You're a Bronco guy. <laughs> He's on you my are team the too. resident Broncos over guy. Over 50 and a half yards. 
Rushing and receiving. Who they got today? Buffalo? At Buffalo. He'll get over. Over. Tony's showing confidence. Mm. Scraby? No, I mean, 50 is like his sweet spot. He's like just He's usually right around there. 48 to 54. <laughs> right. Okay. It's like Terry McLaurin. What are you doing, Scrape? Scrape, what are you doing, buddy? tough. It is tough. I, I just, I, I haven't seen the enough of the Broncos working together, so I'm going to say he goes under. Under? All right. Uh, I'm going to say under also. Uh, Denver Buffalo overall in this game, 47 and a half points. Scraby. 47 and a half points. I say, I say there's some points scored tonight. I'm going to go over. Over. Russell Wilson can't, well, Buffalo's defense has not been good. I'm going to go under. I think it'll be like 35 to 10. I don't think it's going to be close. Tony, what do you think? 47 and a half points. Over. Over, says Tony. Okay. And uh, NBA tonight, uh, Chicago Bulls at Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks by nine and a half. Showing no love for the Bulls here. How the Bulls uh, doing? Where's the record now? They're four and six. Is this okay. a cup game that impacts my decision? No, it's a Monday. It's not, not cup a cup game. Oh, I'm baby. sorry. It's a Monday. I forgot. Bulls play well tonight. They keep it close within nine and a half. Tony, what do you think? I'm going to say uh, they keep it close. Bulls? Yeah. All right. Scrape? Um, nine and a half. That's a lot of points. It is. I'm going to go <laughs> and be the contrarian, though, and go Bucks. Milwaukee. Yep. And finally, in the NHL, uh, New York Islanders play at Edmonton tonight. Edmonton's favored by a goal and a half. Uh, the Oilers have been an early season story because they are one of the Stanley Cup favorites. They also have the two-time defending MVP, Connor McDavid. Yeah. They also have a record of 3-9-1. and one. Not good. They've been doing awful, yet they are favored by one and a half tonight at home over the Edmonton Oilers' Tony. I mean, over the New York Islanders. Sorry, Edmonton at home against the Islanders. Edmonton covers. Edmonton gets back uh, on track. Scraby? You know, in honor of Sammy Lev, I'm going to go with the Islanders. Oh, boy. All right. For that, I'll take Edmonton. <laughs> All right, there we go. There's our picks for tonight. We'll see how it turns out. Sweet. All right. All right, let's uh, get to break. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Here's some traffic. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 323 is the time. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Still to come, a big five. Chris versus the fans. And a chance for you, if you have signed up, to win our biggest fan contest today. Uh, We're going to call a name at 415. If that name is yours, you'll have 10 minutes to call back in and claim your prize. Make sure you get registered at 97.3 The Fan SD slash Biggest Fan. Uh, Gwen and Chris till 4.30 today. And then it's Monday Night Football between the Bills and the Broncos. A uh, couple of notes here. Number one, Aztec basketball lost, as we know, on Friday night. Uh, to a good opponent on the road, BYU. Guess what? Rankings. The top 25. See you later. Yeah, yeah. of course. They just take them right out of the rankings. It's almost like they, they're they waiting no, for them. There's no respect <laughs> at all. Go to the national championship game. Oh, they lost. Got to get them out. Yeah, they're 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 not very good. They're out. So they're not ranked anymore. Uh, newest rankings came out today. Still number one, Kansas, Purdue. Arizona jumped up to three. Marquette and UConn round out the top five. Uh, I'm not going to give you the whole list, but the Aztecs are not part of the top 25 any longer. Sorry about that, Scrape. Uh, Tony's destroying equipment in here, and <laughs> Scrapey's not going to be happy with that. No. Uh, college football, we told you, obviously, we've already discussed Brady Hoke and his decision to uh, call it quits at the end of this season. Uh, not the only coaching change in college football this weekend. The biggest was Jimbo Fisher. At Texas A&M, let go despite them owing him, Tony, $75 million. $75 million Unbelievable. That's Unbelievable. You, how much money do they have at Texas A&M? And that is how you know a school has lost complete faith that, you know what, we'd rather give you the $77 million. We'd give you million. $75 million. It's 77 because it's in my big five, and I just told Chris before we came into the segment. So. Oh. Well, what's that? It's uh, we'll talk more about we'll, it in we'll the big five. Oh, good, good save. Um, also, let go was the coach at Mississippi State, Zach Arnett. I bring him up because he was an assistant here at San Diego State on Rocky Longstaff. So I was sorry to see that. And the uh, Boise State head coach was let go over the weekend. You know, I get tired. I mean, Boise State's been good every year since I can remember. I think this guy's name is Avalos, or. Well, it still is Avalos. He's just not the coach anymore. I was going to say it was Avalos, but he's still alive. He's just not the coach of the team. But Boise State is still having a winning season this year. It's not as great and dominant as it always is. I get a little tired of that in college football. It's just part of the sport that's gone wrong. I mean, even Jimbo Fisher has a better-than-average record. He's 27-21 and in SEC play, which is not an easy place to play. He's not thirty-seven and eleven, and that's what they want. Well, and so now they're going to pay him seventy-five million bucks to go away. Unfortunately, he he well, I guess fortunately at the time he proved at Florida State that he could get a a, a program that had kind of been off the the beaten path, got him back on, and Texas A and M brought him in to do the same thing, and it hasn't yeah, happened. Either you win the national championship, you, or we're are, going to fire you. Right? And, well, I wouldn't even go that far, right? But because he could get to some good bowl games, and this might not be the case. But he's been not only getting beat, he's been getting thumped in some of these games. So well, his last game was a fifty-one to ten victory, yeah, which is kind of a funny way to show a guy the door. Seventy-seven but, of them big boys, yeah. 
So that's the college. Uh, that's more than Josh McDaniels. Pay you to go away. Pay. I mean, but that's I a just, college coach getting a bigger payout than an NFL is that, coach. Is that one? That's how much they believed him. The fact that they, he was like, you know what? I want a seventy-seven million dollar buyout. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We'll do this. I mean, why would you even? No problem. Why would you even look at film if you had a seventy-seven million dollar buyout? Go to the movies, and you know when they when they come calling. Go, sorry, I didn't have time. And then they go, well, you're fired. And um, you're like, okay, thank you very much. Uh, Gunnar Henderson, AL Rookie of the Year, just announced a moment ago. Corbin Carroll will win the National League Award here in a little while. They'll make that official. Uh, one other note that I wanted to pass along. Did you wait? Hold up. Go when, ahead. When did the, the, the Harbaugh news come? Did that come down Saturday? Which the three game actual suspension? It was Friday. Friday. It was that Friday. So it was you guys Friday. talked about we it. We right, talked cool. about it. Yeah, they're going to have an. Uh, they're, uh, the latest news is that they're having a court hearing because Michigan wants to. And get he's going to speak at. And he's going to. He said, "I'm speaking up." Oh gosh! So <laughs> he's about to ratatouille. How many lies will be? How many lies oh. will come out in that speech? Can someone remind him he's under oath in one of those things? Jim Harbaugh he's about to tell on everybody. Yeah, Michigan did win, though. God bless them. They beat Penn State. See that? That makes me happy. I don't know why. Well. Everybody Roger. wanted to see Michigan play a team that was good. They play a team that was good. They win, and I'm glad you're happy. Anything to make you happy. Oh, uh, hopefully, right. this will make that's you. That's right. You're Jim's apologist. I forgot. Yeah, you about are a Jim that. Harbaugh apologist. He a... has no problem with him cheating for whatever reason. It's because everybody to... does the same thing. I will thing. say, I, obviously I, I not. Was, I was moving into your direction. And I don't then think over... everybody does what they're I, I, accused of doing. I was about doing. to say, and then I heard over the weekend, I can't remember which football player it was. It might have been Pat McAfee, who actually is a Jim Harbaugh fan. But he made the point to say that what Jim is being accused of is not something that it's, it's almost – like in the football world, it's like really frowned upon. Yeah. Whereas in, you know, to be quite frank, in the baseball world, if you figure out somebody's signs, guess what? Good for you. It's happy. Good on you. Yeah. And so it seems like it's a di- different um, a level in football in terms of that. And it sounded like Jim Harbaugh went a little too Like he did. Uh, here's the other news. Uh, Dick Vitale. Uh, the Hall of Famer. Dickie V. Dickie V said today that Tony, his... you're awesome, baby, with a capital A. Yeah, I need, we love Dickie V. Who doesn't love Dickie V? Gosh. I mean, is there anyone out there who's like, nah, I'm no, turning I off the game. I grew up on Dickie, Dickie V. Dickie V's on the game. Uh, said today his vocal cord cancer is gone. Awesome. So that's amazingly good news. Uh, the only negative to that is he needs more time for, for heal. voice healing. Yeah. So he's not yet ready to return. Uh, to his position as a college basketball analyst. He said he's disappointed, but he remains hopeful. Dick v, Dickie V, by the way, is 84. Uh, he said the cancer is gone, which is amazing news, yet the impact of the treatments has taken its toll on its voice, requires more healing. So we will continue to keep our fingers you know, crossed for Dick, Dickie V to get back on the air. You know, he, he was on ESPN broadcasting college basketball the year they launched. In 1979. That's crazy. Amazing. So uh, all the best to Dickie V. But uh, good to hear that his cancer is uh, is apparently gone. All right. Uh, we'll take cancer a break. sucks. Yeah, no kidding. I, the, that might be the one thing in the world that we can all agree on, <laughs> yeah, Tony. Without yeah. a doubt. Can't agree on without much around these yeah. parts these days. Uh, we can agree that a big five is coming up next with uh, Matt Scraby leading the way. So stick around for that. Congratulations are in order to the eldest Gwen daughter. 
I Which you I, do. I, I guess I should say all the rest of y'all need to look out. Because she's got a driver's license. Oh, now. wow. Yes. Uh-oh. Any bulletin for any drivers in and around yeah. Poway, California? She's new driver a, on the road. New new driver on the road. Yeah. She's pretty good, though. I was going to say, have, pretty good as driver. a permit parent, you've had to ride with her for a while now, right? Yeah, I can tell you the very first lesson scared her and I both... <laughs> <laughs> to where I didn't ride with her for a little. Whoa. <laughs> what happened in that first lesson? <laughs> you know, what's different about this generation of kid is a lot different than, than Scraby and I and definitely a lot different than you, Chris. When we used to ride with our parents, we paid attention to everything they were doing in the car. First of all, we were allowed to ride in the front seat because right. we didn't have any Get rules. a little closer look. <laughs> right. And I paid attention to every single thing my dad did in the car. I didn't have a phone to distract me. I didn't have none of that. Right. And so when it came time to learn how to drive, I had a feel for certain things. Right. I knew every time I put the car in reverse, hey, I have to look behind me to see if there are other cars coming. That's uh, not a bad idea. No, it's just not. in general. But that's kind of you know those are things you pick up on when you're you're paying attention, like okay. the constant checking of the side mirrors and the rear view mirror. So the first opportunity we had, we went over to Rancho Bernardo High School because they have a big parking lot. lot, good place. And uh, she put the car in reverse and proceeded just to go in reverse without looking back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and thank you know there was nobody in the parking lot, but you know. That just was so foreign to me that I didn't even think to, hey. You didn't even think that was going to be a possibility to be something you had to be concerned about. And so, of course, I kind of, I, I probably yelled <laughs> a little <Nah>! loud. <laughs> ah! Oh, actually, it was this. I have a feeling. Name and logo. I definitely didn't yawn. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and so I scared her. She was a little spooked. Uh and so I was like, you know what? You probably should ride with your mom for a little bit. For a while. And uh, But I started driving with her maybe a month or so after that, and she got better. Good. As, as you, you know, it happens for most kids. But that first one was scary for me, for sure. My first bit of driving came from the passengers, my dad or mom's lap, and holding the steering wheel oh, yeah. from the passenger seat while too. they controlled the... You know the foot pedal. This was this is our well, era. Yeah. Man. That was this our, our era. era man. That was so fun too. Yeah, like even though time. I really wasn't doing anything, and I believe my dad's knee was on the wheel the entire time. He, I, I fully believe it, that I was it creates it creates feel. You uh-huh. get a little feel. feel. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever learn how to drive stick? Because no, I did, and I didn't uh, do it in a parking lot. I did it on a regular intersection, and. Um, I was driving stick and stalled out in the intersection about five times. I don't know if my dad learned how to drive a stick like early and forgot, but or learned late. He but just I, didn't do it. I remember he had this like old Porsche that he had like fixed up, and it was a stick. And I remember coming out of Qualcomm, you know that steep hill. Yep. Oh, we boy. started going up that hill. <laughs> didn't make it. And it was just like it was terrifying. And I thought at that point I was like, I'm never. Ever driving a stick? Yeah. That's a, well, Porsche, a Porsche stick is a little bit different than the stick w- I grew up in. Whatever the stick was not working properly, or he wasn't working it properly. So I didn't learn to. how to drive a stick until I was in my thirties, oh. and by that time I'd already created a lot of bad habits. habits. Right. So I didn't do well with it. I finally learned in the Rose Bowl parking lot. Mm. A friend of mine helping. My wife ran out of patience with me. <laughs> Does she oh, know your how to drive wife a stick? had to teach. She you. knew how to drive it's a stick, okay. so she was trying to teach me how to drive the stick. And <laughs> she was like, I can't. That lasted you. about an hour. <laughs> 
<laughs> and then we called my friend, and she just, said, "Just you're gonna have to have Jeff help just you." Just burning up the clutch. Oh, oh my god! Well, gosh. I got stuck. I got stuck at a couple of stop signs as well. No, well, mine was and in the little, middle of a busy intersection, yeah. and people were honking at me, and yeah, my dad was yelling at me. There. So I just got out of the car. Yeah, I, I just decided. I just decided early in life that that wasn't that wasn't something. Stick I driving is so much fun. It now. looks like it. I like so it. It looks like. I definitely like it, but it, you know you have to pay more attention. Your hands aren't free, of course. To text. Yeah, it doesn't work in the day of... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what are kids going to do? Can't do it. Oh, Scraby, you are in big trouble. You better start the Big Five really soon. Yeah, 342. All right, let's get some uh, traffic into the Big Five. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, score a Turkey Day touchdown when you shop your whole feast in one trip, and that's it at Smart and Final. Use promo code SFTHANKS for free delivery on your next order. Is that That's next week, isn't it? Turkey Day? Is it? It's yeah, next week next from week. Thursday. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It is. Where's the time going? Number five. Time for Tony to have oxtail. <laughs> Indeed. Somebody get him some oxtail. Uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but with the news of Brady Hoke stepping away from the Aztecs and retiring, that brings a rebuilding process of sorts to the Aztecs program. So, Chris, we mentioned Cliff Kingsbury earlier, but if you're going to forget that name for a second, what kind of coach do you think is necessary to get the program back to where it was just a short yeah. time ago? I think somebody's going to have to, they're going to have to really be able to promote offense. I mean, somebody that like says, we're going to put up 50 points a game and run crazy. And I think somebody a little younger generation. I, I just think somebody with a with a lot of energy and excitement. Brady Hoke was more of a relaxed and reserved kind of old school coach, and that was needed 15 years ago to get this program going. But now I think they need somebody who's young and energetic and offensive minded, and uh, they got to sell some tickets before the season starts next year. And the only way to do that is find somebody that would you know that's going to move the needle. Yeah. So. Tony, what would you? Uh, what kind of coach do you think is necessary to get the program back? Um, I think what Chris said. I think it. it I would say I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say I know what type of coach is needed, but I know what I would like to see, and that is an uh, an, an offensive minded coach. Now, will I feel the same way if? The Aztec, new Aztec team is putting up 40 points and giving up 50. Yeah, right. I probably will have another complaint for you at that point. We need a defensive-minded coach. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I I do think you have to start moving in that direction. And that means you have to be able to recruit in that direction. And it just seems like there are a lot more offenses in college football and even NFL at this point that are – 
more spread out, more wide open. And that just hasn't been something outside of uh, aircraft that the uh, yeah. that the Aztecs have done. Since the Aztecs have done that. It was really effective for them for a long time, though. Yeah. No, so, there's no doubt. You know, but it's not right now. Number four. It's good to be a failed football coach in college. And it's, well, let me start this over because I read this wrong. It's good to be a failed head football coach, and I guess it's even better to be a head football coach for an SEC football team. Texas A&M has fired Jimbo Fisher after being hired in 2017. Fisher's going to pocket $77 million in a record-breaking buyout. When he was named uh, head football coach at Texas A&M in 2017, he agreed to a 10-year $75 million contract, adding that there's no state-appropriated funds being used towards his salary. But the fin- the finances behind the decision to fire the coach are monumental, according to the Texas A&M Director of, of Athletics. He uh, Jimbo Fisher in 2021 was actually extended for an additional four years through the 2031 season. What for? Giving him a salary of more than... $77 million buy. He's like, we might as well sign you up for some more years regardless. My goodness. That was two years ago. They yeah. gave him a contract through 2031. I don't understand what changes. But anyway, uh, Tony... We've we've heard the NCAA telling teams and schools, hey, watch your spending on these coaches that you fire. Oh, yeah. The SEC cares about that. Should the NCAA change buyout rules? What is the NCAA going to do? I don't know. They're going to take what, what five to years to figure out like a, a, a ruling on this. Like, I have no faith in the NCAA. Does anything need to be done? About the what? Buyouts? Or the money? Just the ridiculous money it, going. It, it, listen, as long as you could pay when the, the piper comes... I have no complaints. They got the money. We know that. Yes. That's the whole reason why they opened up the NIL deal because it was being just it was kind of absurd how much money schools were were, were making. So, yeah, you know, if you, you you better be able to cash those checks that you know what is 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 cashing for you. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's it. Um, Chris, I don't think there's anything anybody can do. I mean, this is what uh, some booster somewhere can probably foot the whole $77 million on their own, for all I know, Texas A&M. There's just gobs and gobs of money in college football. It's all concentrated in the same 50 schools. Is Kevin Sumlin still being paid by Texas A&M, too? Probably. <laughs> I would think. I just thought of that. Um, all right, yeah, it was kind of ridiculous, but there he goes, $77 million. What would you guys, would you guys work anymore, or would you just pocket that and just hang Unfortunately, out Unfortunately, they fired him before the Abilene Christian game this oh. weekend. I wish I could be the interim coach. I could what are they going to do? I could be 1-0 and if I had that game. Yeah. <laughs> but I, Number three. I would definitely keep working, but I would be able to work on my own time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I see where you're going with that. You know that. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I do. I wouldn't want to be bored doing nothing. But I've sat here on this couch of, for three you know, months. You know those days where you wake and be like, man, I don't feel like going to work. Today, oh, yeah. But you got to go. Oh, yeah, every you know, day. Those would be every days day. I'd be like, ah, I'm just not going to go. Did that this morning. Did that? No, I love coming <laughs> to work. Ole Miss defensive tackle DeSanto Rollins, uh, who said he was kicked off the Ole Miss team for missing practices and meetings during a quote-unquote mental health crisis, is suing Ole Miss and head coach Lane Kiffin for failure to provide equal protection, racial and sexual discrimination, and multiple other allegations, according to the lawsuit. He's looking for $40 million in damages. And what's different about this is we actually have audio from this interaction that was released by Rollins' side. And here is a little bit of what happened with Lane Kiffin. If you would have come here 
when you kept getting messages, the head coach wants to talk to you, and you saying, I'm not ready to talk to him. I wasn't. Well, what f***ing world do you live in? <laughs> I don't see why you got to be disrespectful, honestly. Get out of here. Go. Go. You're off the team. You're done. See ya. See ya. Because I'm... See ya. Go. Go. And guess what? We can kick you off the team. So go read your f***ing rights about mental health. We can kick you off the team for not showing up. When the head coach has to meet with you and you don't show Okay, we can remove you from the team. It's called being the f***. It's called hiding behind sh and not showing up to work. So that was all from uh, Rollins. He was recording that whole thing. Is that legal in Mississippi? I, I'm not sure, but a lot of things are legal in Mississippi. So and who I'm was the going. voice that was kicking that him was off Lane the team? Kiffin. Oh, that Lane was Kiffin. actually Lane yeah, Kiffin. Yeah, that was Lane Kiffin. That, right. th- this, was, this was, it seems like, uh, a plan for him to go in there and get this audio. But... <laughs> Let me ask you a question. How many, how many of you guys ever walked into a meeting with a recorder on and it's like... Never. <laughs> <laughs> never. I don't think I've... I know I've never done it. I like... <laughs> I like his... <laughs> never mind. A, you don't have to be disrespectful. You're off the team. Chris, yes. who does this tell you more about? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't tell me anything. I, it doesn't tell me anything I don't know. Is what I'm going to answer. It's good, legal good in answer. Mississippi, according to the the stream. It's legal according to okay. the stream. Okay. College football coaches in general are a little crazed when it comes to too. when it comes to following orders. College football coaches in general are going to react in crazy ways. Um, you know, I don't like the fact that Lane Kiffin said, you know, well, it doesn't matter if. This has nothing to do with mental health. This has everything to do with, because I think it did have something to do with mental health, and I, you know, I think that's where there might be some legitimacy to this lawsuit. But how much do you want? Forty million dollars. Forty million. Yeah. yeah, I'm not giving you a life pass. <laughs> like, come on. That's bro. a little much. Uh, Tony, this doesn't does... tell me a, tell me a whole lot that I didn't really perceive yeah, I, already. If, if you didn't think Lane Kiffin spoke this way before and you were just not paying close attention. Yeah. You did you see I'm sorry. You, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean he he's said all kinds of crazy things to to Nick Saban. So uh, you know he has no problem, you know, getting into the the, the that kind of language. But what does it tell me about both of these two individuals? I mean, as Chris said, I know nothing new about Lane Kiffin. Um I don't really know what it tells me about the young man either, but DeSanto, right? DeSanto, DeSanto Rollins. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like he had a plan. Yes, it seems it like seemed, he it, almost wanted was, he wanted to get kicked off the team and he wanted it recorded. That's, so that, that's that, a little that's tough. That's why I can't to, get behind it. I can't get behind that. And, you know, here's the thing. If you are offended by the language that Kiffin... I, I'm pretty much willing to guarantee most head coaches... That's the language they talk in. There's a certain amount of discipline that is required to play that sport. Right. And so I'm not necessarily saying you got to use that type of language, but you got to use that type of energy all the time in order to get that discipline. I mean, these are young men that are, are these are young men that are growing into be productive hopefully men into society. And playing a game of football requires an extreme amount of discipline. Off the field, on the field. And that is how, why most coaches have to have that type of energy when they are dealing with players. Well, what f***ing world do you live in? 
<laughs> I want to make I want to make jokes, but this is kind of a serious it's, situation. It, it's serious because we don't know where the mental health exactly, part really exactly. is, right? Like, like if he really did need mental health help, then it wasn't communicated to the coaching staff, or it was communicated here, and the here, coaching staff didn't here, care. Here's the thing: you can you can have a mental health break. But the communication still needs to be there. It sounded like, based on what Kiffin said, there was a bunch of messages saying, hey, reach out, yeah, get in touch. And he said he wasn't ready to talk. You don't have to be disrespectful. I, I, I mean, that... Get out of here. Get out of here. You're it sounds like a conversation between me and Chris. Number two. And Chris is Lane Kiffin. Brian Cashman is well aware that there is plenty to fix this offseason with the Yankees after they missed the postseason for the first time since 2016. The GM, though, is struggling with what to do about outfielder Giancarlo Stanton, who he said is bound to get hurt at some point in next season. Uh, uh, Brian Cashman said, quote, we try to limit the time he's down, but I'm not going to tell you he's going to play every game next year because he's not. He's going to wind up getting hurt again, more likely than not, because it seems to be a part of his game. Brian Cashman's been on one this in the is, last this week. This is the New Yorker coming out of this Brian He's Cashman been on right one. Tony, is Giancarlo Stanton worth the hassle at this point? I mean, it doesn't matter. He's under contract. Yes, so he is. So you, you got to pay that regardless of whether you feel like he's the worth the hassle or not. You just have to hope he stays healthy for enough time to to be a factor and be helpful. Because I, I think, you know, although Brian Cashman put it in a very New York straightforward manner, <laughs> I think, you know, he probably will get hurt. It has been a part of, I don't know if it's part of his game, but That's, it's been a part, of, say that. It's been a part of his he body. He doesn't train for that. <laughs> right. Like when he was being scouted, that was, that oh, was hey, at the height. This guy is a top injury guy. <laughs> now, I don't think that's a part of his game, but I do think he's right that it's likely, or you have to assume, at least in, in Brian Cashman's spot, that he's going to get injured again. Chris? Yeah, I, I just think this is a cautionary tale to all of these franchises that spend hundreds of million dollars on these athletes. I mean, they, be careful what you what you wish for. You may get it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we still have one more to go, but we do have some time after Chris versus the fans, and I'll just tease it as uh, it's a Colorado Buffaloes problem that's going on. I was there this weekend. You were at I Colorado? I drove on the campus. Oh, wow. Did you Is see Shadour Sanders' car? I uh, did not see it. Is that a beautiful campus? It beautiful. Is. It looks it like phenomenal, it and the stadium is just set right yeah. in the mountains. It's, oh, it's really nice. It's great. Yeah, I went uh, went through there the other day. All right, Luke Bryan, tickets up for uh, no qualification up for grabby three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 